Alright, back here on the Ohioan, I'm Chris, i got Craig with me, and a old pal, we haven't talked for a while, and, you know, usually when you don't talk to somebody for a while, you say, hey, can I call you, and we can talk and catch up, I say, no, we're going to go on a podcast, and we're going to talk online to, uh, Craig, uh, how many billions of fans was it last time we checked, probably three billion fans, so... You know, if, if Andrew or I say anything wrong, we all get in trouble. It's great. But Andrew Carter, a uh, longtime Ohio journalist. Uh, you may know him from Delaware Gazette and Galleon Inquirer, and he's back with the Marion Star. Andrew, how you doing today? Good, good. good. How, how you guys doing? doing? We're good. We're good. Um, just enjoying life. It's busy, but it's all fun. Um, I don't know if you remember Craig, Andrew. Um, Craig was working for Fremont. Right. right. Yeah. And now Craig's working for Gannett, Tennessee. He's down yeah. in Clarksville, Tennessee now. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. okay. I, I, I haven't seen your byline of Fremont, Fremont, so, so. Well, well, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you. It was great to see that you came back to Gannett, Ohio. We did get a good journalist in school. Yep. Yep. So, back in Maryland. Yeah, I, I know you live in Marion. I know your wife still works for the schools, right? Uh, she, she is working in Columbus, Columbus now. now. Oh, okay. Well, you have ties to Marion. I mean, you live there and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what brought you back to Marion? I know you were there before. I, I, you know, you know I, 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 I missed it. it. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, great a great town. town. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, one of those, those old Ohio, Ohio towns. towns. And, yeah. Uh, 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 but it's, it's, you know, it's a good place, place to live, and, and we've enjoyed, enjoyed our time, time here. We've been here, um, oh gosh, oh gosh we're, we're going on eight years, years now. Yeah. And, you know, we enjoy it. And, you know, I just, I wanted to be back in town. Good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was working, working in Gallagher, and, you know, it's, it's not, not, it's not that, that far from Gallagher to Maryland, um, um, but, but it was just nice to be, you know, be back in town. I'm familiar with the area, I'm familiar with the, you know, the people that I'm working with and whatnot here as far as local government, law enforcement, just people in the community in general. So, yeah, I've been back uh, uh, since, since late January, you know, just walk right, right back, back in and sat down, down and, you know, just felt like home. We're going to talk about NFL free agency in a minute, and speaking of free agency, the great Ben Lanka, who operates the Marion Star and the Newark Advocate, can't remember where I heard this, but I heard Ben was, it was one of the many meetings we go to every day for Gannett, and he was like, I heard Andrew was free, and I... Went and got him. I, I wouldn't let him go. So, my goodness. If only we made NFL money. I mean, Andrew would have been really well compensated. I mean, Ben was after you, Andrew. I, I could I use a little Carl Davis, Davis money right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It, it was it, it was really crazy. Um, So, yeah, I want to talk about some small towns in a second. But, first of all, man, you're, like, at Gannett. And, again, we're... Putting out best local journalism for everybody. Support local journalism. But, you know, we all rank how we do. So we look at, um, we call it the parsley chart. So we see what stories are doing well and what stories aren't. And, you know, I knew Andrew was coming back. I congratulated him on LinkedIn when he came back. But quickly, everyone knew because Andrew's stories were all over parsley. They were doing well. And it was funny. You, you were telling us beforehand 
Uh, I know we don't really talk as much about politics, but you kind of got lucky. There was a dinner, and a bunch of state Supreme Court justices showed up and started complaining about stuff. Uh, what did you hear about that? Um, yeah, I need to cover the uh, Marion County Republican Party. Uh, I hear they call it the Harding Day dinner someplace. Yes. the Lincoln Day dinner here. It's the Harding Day uh, dinner. And in honor of you know, Colonel President Warren uh, uh, Him being a Marion guy. And uh, so I want to cover that because Secretary of State Frank LaRose was going to be there. Uh, he was a keynote speaker and um, had a nice interview with, uh, with Secretary LaRose. Um, and, and it happened, as you said, said that, that uh, Justices uh, Kennedy and Fisher um, were at the dinner. dinner. And, and with, with the, the um, situation that's going, that's going on with redistricting, and of course the Supreme Court, um, you know, has, has, has handled the redistricting, redistricting process, process at this point. point. Uh, from, uh, from, you know, from, from a legal standpoint, because there have been some been some, um, um, uh, some litigation, litigation against the, uh, the uh, congressional, congressional map, map um, that um, the redistricting district commission has put out. And, um, and um, so, so it's, you know, the Supreme Court is involved. And you don't expect the Supreme Court justices to you know, you know speak, speak at, you don't, actually you don't expect, expect any judges to speak, speak on, on you know pending litigation or even um, you know situations related, related to uh, pending litigation. Um, and, and as I said as before, I said before we came, came on, on I, you know sometimes it's better to be lucky than good when you're covering stuff. And Justice Kennedy happened to you know make some statements regarding you know not directly. Uh, about, about the case, case itself, but um, just, just the redistricting uh, process, process, and her view that, um, you know, there, there are some groups from the outside, outside um, that, are that are speaking to uh, um, have, have undue, undue, in, in her, her opinion, undue influence on the redistricting process here in Ohio. You know, you know it, it, was it, was it was interesting. It was interesting to hear a Supreme Court justice uh, make those kind of comments in a public setting like that. Well, and Craig and I, like on this show, we used to talk. Geez, Craig, what was like daily about politics? Yeah. And what really frustrates Andrew, to be honest with you, is you had certain guys, and there's guys that we just don't want to mention anymore on both sides, not just the Republican side, that almost kind of said stuff just to stir the pot. You know, you, you just, I, I, I'm sure they believe it, but it's almost like, all right, let's get ourselves some news and get everyone's tongues flapping. But I, I think quickly what kind of intrigued me, as you said, with what you wrote about, was you don't see a judge just doing that. Judges don't go there and say, all right, I'm going to say some crazy stuff to get people freaked out. They don't usually talk like that. And I think that's what made your story more substantive than just, you know, writing a story about a crazy tweet someone wrote, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and with, with um, you know, with, know, with, with Justice, Justice Kennedy, Kennedy um, you know, you know it, it, it is an election year, and she is running, running for uh, Chief Justice yeah, of the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. So, so, you know, there, there, there's, there's obviously some politics involved. involved. There's, there's um, um, uh, you know, and, and, and she, she was speaking to her base, and that was a Republican Party event. 
Right. Um, so, you know, she's speaking to her base. And, you know, what she said, of course, it's going to get, you know, the base fired up. But I think there was also an element of her, you know, speaking from the heart. Um, and, and, and she, she, I, she did mean what she said. It wasn't just, well, I'm going to throw, throw this out there just to get the base going. There was that element of, of sincerity um, in, in the comments that she made. Um, and uh, so to a point, that was reflecting as much as it was surprising that a justice would, you know, would, would make those kind of comments. One thing, and, and Craig's been good at helping me with this, uh, you know, with Craig living and working in the Fremont area, I, I'm sitting here in Columbus tonight, so I, I think I've lost a little bit of small town Ohio. Like, I'm the big city guy who, you know, just, you know, is in big elements. I always wonder, though, because, you know, Andrew used to be a sports writer when I was the editor of the God Inquirer. He, he was the editor of the God Inquirer for a while. Um, during COVID, which was kind of a crazy time, what are you seeing in small towns like Galleon or Marion or fill in the blank? How do you think towns like that have kind of responded to um, COVID? I'm sure it's been different, you know, in every city, but have you seen something? Because you were kind of there during the midst of COVID, and we're still in it a little bit, but I mean, during the real depth of COVID. You know, when, you know, when COVID, COVID started, started um, I, was I was still at the bar uh, yeah. Mary. And, uh, and uh, you know, of course, you know, it was, you know, kind of ground zero here, here and especially when um, you had some of the lockdowns that started occurring. Um, you know, the you biggest, biggest thing that we saw was the effect on uh, the locally owned small businesses. Uh, your mom and pop business business got really hit hard through the lockdown. Um, and, and, you know, you know there, there were some, some businesses, businesses who came back, back and there, and there were, you know, there were some businesses, businesses unfortunately, um, um, you know, we, we had, had a few, a few here in Marion that, uh, that, that didn't come back. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, you know, we, we had one little, little uh, restaurant, restaurant here that's a popular place. And, you know, they were trying their best, they were doing carry out and stuff like that. Um, um, they were they trying were to trying get into delivery, didn't that work for them, them. Um, um, and then and eventually, then you, you know, they, know just, they just they couldn't hang in there any longer and they wanted to shut their, their doors. doors. Now, now fast, fast forward, forward to, uh, you know, late 2021, early 2022, and there's, there's a new restaurant in that same location. So, you know, we lost one, but we picked one up. And... One, One thing, thing that, that I, think I think we've seen, seen here, and I even thought to a point um, in Galleon, I was in, in, you know, was, was in Galleon for about a little over a year as the editor there. there. And really, really the, the, the rise in popularity of food trucks yeah. in the smaller community, communities has really picked up. Now, you know, food trucks, you go to Columbus, you go to Cincinnati, you go to Cleveland. Right. You know, you, you know, see food trucks all over. All over. It's, it's, it's not, not unusual. unusual. But, but for, for smaller towns, towns, you know, I mean, I think there was, there was maybe, maybe one or two, two food trucks, trucks that were active in Marion prior to COVID. COVID. And, and now, now there, there are, are, there are several. There's, there's a, quite a few. few. 
and, and um, um, you know, they partner with different, you know, there's a Miriam Brewing Company, and there's another Summer City Brinkery here in Maryland. And, you know, neither one of those places, you know, does prepare food. So they partner with food trucks. And, and they'll have they'll a different food truck in, in, you know, a couple, couple of nights a week, week Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday stuff like, like that. that. So it's been neat to see that, um, uh, you know, kind of an organic, um, you know, partnership that started to develop between some of these small businesses and the food trucks and things like that. Craig, did you see the food trucks up in the Fremont area when you were up there? Yeah, yeah actually, actually, I think I, I could probably share that with the under a small town. town. You know, they had, they had quite, quite a few food trucks. trucks. Huh. Taco. Taco. Um, um, they, they were, were you know, surprisingly abundant in a smaller small place like Fremont. So, so definitely can understand what Andrew's saying. It was a nice addition to a small town where you get you know, those mom shops that you just can't afford the storefront, but now they can be mobile. They can, they can provide, provide good, good fresh, fresh ingredients. ingredients. It's, it's, it's really, really a nice, nice, little, uh, nice small, small town. town. Hopefully, Hopefully, it's going, it's going on, on with small towns. towns. Because, obviously, you know, COVID's horrible. I'm not saying, hey, thank God for COVID. But, you know, I think Amy Acton was talking about this when COVID first came. That you're, you're going to see developments and everything. Like, I even kind of like from the government side how you've gone more online. I, I mean, Andrew, I remember when... Like I, I would live a half hour away from Galleon, and you know sometimes I get frustrated because you know it was a late night anytime we covered a meeting you know, of any type, and I like how, and I, I don't know if smaller towns are continuing to do this, but where you know I always want to make the argument for what a service for the community if you can put more of those meetings online, and I'm seeing that through COVID, and hopefully that continues. I think it just it, it's not just for the reporters or editors have to drive a long way back home at night. But just more for, I think it's great for the community. So hopefully we see more stuff like that. Like, you know, Craig said, food trucks, I think online can really help out and stuff. And yeah, I, I know it's really hurt small town businesses, but hopefully they can rebound and do some better stuff in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's great to see, to see small towns, towns driving and finding unique ways, ways to, to get to into get that into game where there's obviously always going to be those chain restaurants, fast food, but to get some extra options out there for people, especially ones that are on the game. I think it's a perfect place for a small town. It's not just a big city anymore. I got to tell you one question. Well, maybe a question or two about work. Have you noticed this, Andrew, when you've come back to Gannett? It's amazing how many former people have all worked together. It's been really insane. Um, I think Andrew's losing us a little bit. So, um, Andrew, if if you're losing us, you might want to click out and try to click back in. Uh, That might help if you can hear me. Uh, Craig, if you could chat with him while we're talking. But, yeah, I've noticed that there's been a lot of just – you know, a lot of connections. I was going to ask Andrew about that, because it was funny. Andrew used to work for me at the Guy Inquirer, and uh, now he's at Marion, and, huh, well, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of people that we know that have worked there. So, yeah, interesting talking to Andrew. Hopefully uh, we can get him back. Um, and Andrew's been well-received coming back. He, he He's writing some good stuff um, about some of the crime that's happened to Marion, 
and um, it's been good. Um, Andrew's back. I think we got him now, so it's good. Yeah, I, I was just telling you, Andrew, it's funny. Even when I first joined Gannett after Galleon, you know, hey, you were there. I knew you. And Andrew, it's insane, man. Uh, not just with people I've worked at from Galleon, but um, I had people from every job in my career that I'm back to working with now here at Gannett. I mean, you know, we're a big conglomeration of a bunch of papers. But I don't know if it struck you, Andrew. It's crazy. It's like, it's like, yeah, don't burn any bridges because yeah, you're, we're working with everybody again. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's interesting to see, um, you know, how big that umbrella is. Yeah. Gannett umbrella is. And, you know, people that I come in contact with at some of the gatehouse papers and, and you know, some other papers. You know, when there was the gatehouse and as that kind of spoke, people who would been at some other small papers owned by other companies kind of came under that umbrella too. So it's just been interesting to see how people kind of get picked up and moved around. It's kind of like a chessboard. Yeah, my, my first professional job was at Alliance. That's part of our family. I went to News Herald in Cleveland. My first boss up there is now the editor of Alliance. So, and it was funny because when I first went to News Herald a long time ago, she's like, where is Alliance? What is this? And now she's the editor of that. It's just, it's totally fascinating. So, um, yeah, got love that internet Marion. <laughs> Craig, I think that's uh, what we're facing. So, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff there with Andrew. Um, um, Andrew, we got to ask you. Hopefully your your Wi-Fi can stick with us for a little bit. Um, So, yeah, not just journalism and Marion and Galleon, but Andrew and I used to talk a lot of sports when we worked together in Galleon, and my goodness, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I was surprised. I mean, they are Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. I haven't run into them that much, but Andrew has always been a Buccaneers fan. I know from following him, he was excited when the Bucs won the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure you were bummed out when Tom Brady first retired, but my goodness, the day I connected with you yesterday and said, Andrew, come on the podcast. Uh, big news, uh, Tom Brady's coming back. That didn't make you all excited, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, was uh, uh, pretty pumped up, up about, about that. that. I, I found I out found late. Out yeah, I was, um, um, I, I, gosh, gosh, I think I, I, was, I, think I, I had just gotten, gotten on, Twitter. on Twitter. I hadn't, I hadn't been, been on, on social, social media, media all day. All day. And, and I, I, you know, got, got on Twitter, on Twitter and, uh, and a guy, a guy that, that I follow who worked work, um, for the Athletic, Almond, and he had tweeted something about it. And there's another guy He's a Buccaneers fan. I think he lives in Cincinnati. So I think he and I might be the only two Buccaneers fans outside of Florida. Okay. But he then tweeted about it. Okay. So, you know, I went on the Bucs website, and then Bruce Arians, the head coach, then he tweeted about it. I was like, okay, you know, because I had seen the tweet from Brady. Yeah. And, and I tweeted right, tweet from Mom, and then I went on Brady's uh, Twitter. And, and at that point, I'm still like, like eh, maybe, maybe somebody, somebody hacked Brady, Brady, you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard that, too, as a possibility. Yeah, Man, that would be crazy if someone did. I know. <laughs> I know. So, so, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the Buccaneer fan, you know, I'm ready, ready for any type of disaster. disaster. I mean, I mean 
you know, I, I, I was I was a kid during the 26 era and stuff like that. I've seen a lot more bad football than good football over the years. Thank God I'm not a Rams fan. Sorry, guys. But I've seen a lot of bad football. I've seen a lot of bad stuff happen on my football team over the years. So. Um, uh, I was fully expecting for it to be, you know, like, like an early April Fools or something like that. that. But, uh, you, know, you know, apparently, apparently it was real. real and, um, you know, the dominoes started, started to fall yesterday, yesterday and today, and today with, with uh, free agency. agency. Uh, the, uh, the center, Ryan, Ryan and he signed uh, to uh, go to back. back. Um, Carlton Davis, cornerback, who was... Um, you know, the object, the object of a lot of, a lot of teams, teams, you know, free, free agent teams. games, he signed, uh, re-signed with the Bucks. Um, they've re-signed a couple other offensive linemen, um, and then uh, Odwin, the wide receiver, has, uh, um, he's got the, um, uh, oh gosh, they have a franchise tag on him, so, and I think they're trying to do some type of long-term deal, um, with him. So, so that would be interesting, interesting to see, uh, to, to see what happens, happens and, and, you know, um, now they're now looking at the defensive, defensive side with some of the, uh, D-linemen and linebackers to see how that, uh, that works out. Fortunately, with a lot of the Bucks young talent, those guys are under, you know, first or second and a lot of those guys are under first contract on defense, so... Um, so um, that, so that, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of a, kind of a fair, fair. You know, they're you know, going to have to jiggle the cap to uh, see, see, see what all that they can work out, out see who they can keep, and if there's anybody that can play in. Yeah, so, interesting, interesting time. Well, the NFL's always my sport, and I should know this by now because I've followed for so many years. I'm still really confused about the cap. How. Because I think like Tampa Bay started out like 10, 15 million under or something, but. You know, I think you can go over right for your own guys. Like it's like I, I lost, lost you there. I didn't catch all that. Uh, I think you can go over the cap for your own guys. Like with the NBA, or do you still have to be under the cap? I I think we might be losing Andrew again, but uh, Craig. Can you go over for your own guys? I'm a little bit confused. No, the way the, the, the cap can be stretched. So even if you have okay. like $15 million in space, and you might think, well, how did they send this guy for a $15 million contract? Well, they can stretch out and move to where it's in years or in a front load of okay. or even put some signing bonus and have a base salary counting against the cap. And then, it, you know, it's a really strange financial gymnastics that go on, but basically your cap number can be manipulated with how much money. I know Pat McAfee talked about this uh, last week where, you know, for money, you can put signing bonuses out there so that the cap hits less or stretched out of the So that $18 million salary doesn't necessarily mean it's all against all against. Yeah, and I was confused as a Steelers guy, too. Uh, they were supposed to drop people because for the first time, they actually have money under the cap. In the last couple of years, they usually had nothing, and they had to drop a bunch of guys to make things work. Um, yeah, but they were supposed to drop a bunch of guys. They haven't dropped them yet, so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, my new guy, Mitch Trubisky. How about that? 
I gotta ask, I gotta ask, ask Andy if he can hear, he can us. hear us. You know, as a Buccaneers fan, this offseason has gone from we might be rebuilding without Tom Brady to now having Tom Brady. I mean, can you hear us, Andy? That's gotta be like a whirlwind offseason. I'm a Hollywood fan, so I've had it. You know, where you got a whirlwind offseason, so I've had. You go, you go from maybe having a couple of trash or a free agent behind it, drafting a quarterback, and you've got the goat. What's that like? Well, it looks well, it like looks we like lost him. Uh, no, no worries. But, yeah, that would have to be strange, yeah, because, you know, I, I kind of had the same feeling with the Steelers when, you know, Big Ben retired. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at least with the Steelers, I mean, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins isn't anything to – <laughs> you know, sing high praises about. You know, they're not the best, but at least they had some guys. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, it was Kyle Trask, right? Was that their backup? Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, well, Blaine Gabbert, yeah. What a, what a, what a this offseason off has taken. taken. Right. Yeah, Gabbert, Gabbert, Gabbert was, was the backup, the backup last year, and, and it was looking like he was going to be QB1, at least there going in the spring and summer. And, and um, um, then, 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 then probably Trask as the, the, the backup. Back um, you know, with, with, with Trask, and, and, and I hope and they I hang, hang on to him because I think there's some talent there. there. Um, you know, he, you was, know, he, was, a, he was a he was solid, solid uh, college quarterback. quarterback. Um, and obviously, um, you're playing behind Brady and not seeing any reps. Um, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the whole Brett Favre or Rodgers, Rodgers thing. thing. Whoever's, Whoever's, you know, QB2 you know, in those towns, those towns are not seeing any raps. Any raps. Um, but uh, but uh, I, I think I there's think some there's talent there with Kraft that, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully they, can they can develop. And and I think with Brady coming back for another year, I think that I think that helped Kraft. Brady coming back. Yeah, I think there were obviously, you know, competing for number two, but... Um, well, but, but I think Brady, Brady coming back, back maybe, maybe that extra year, year they get they to get, to, uh, get uh, a little bit seasoning with, with him. So. So. And lots of really needy quarterback teams. You, you know, a lot of teams had need for quarterbacks. So, you know, you can ask, hey, is Brady the same guy as he was seven years ago? Well, even if he isn't, you know, Brady at 45 is better than some of the guys were available. I mean, I kind of like the Steelers to maybe go after a James Winston. I know based on past experience, I'm sure Tampa Bay wouldn't have wanted James Winston, uh, James back, <laughs> especially when he hit that magical 30-30 mark. <laughs> Not 30 homers and 30 steals, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So. Well, he was, well, he was always entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. But, no, Andrew Reyes is a good point because what do you do? I mean, you know, if you don't have Brady, you have Gabbert, you have Trask, or you have another one of these, like, retreads out there. I mean, yeah. I, I saw this evening, like, Teddy Bridgewater, which was mentioned as a possible Steelers starter. He ended up winning the Miami as a backup. So, I mean, the market is drying out. I'll be, and, you know, Deshaun Watson, we'll talk about this in another segment. Uh, Deshaun Watson's the biggest, next biggest domino of the fall. But, Although Deshaun's very talented, there's questions about Deshaun too. It, it was weird. I mean, other than like a Russell Wilson, well, even like a Russell Wilson, he was hurt for most of last year, and Aaron Rodgers is getting older. It was a a fun quarterback carousel, but none of the quarterbacks were super super sexy. I mean, they paid. Did you see Minnesota paid uh, Kirk Cousins thirty five million for a year? 
and it's 45 right now, so he actually, oh, you know, took a pay cut for his extension next year. But I mean, I'll be honest. The problem is, who else they get? I mean, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh today picked up Mitch Trubisky. I'm definitely not excited. I mean, I kind of want me some James Winston, which sounds weird. If I'm like, man, I got I got to have me some James Winston. It wasn't saying about the quarterbacks are available right now, but I, I think Trubisky could be okay. I problem is in the AFC, there's like six or seven stud quarterbacks, and in today's NFL, you need a stud quarterback. So, I mean, Trubisky could be okay, but he's definitely not a stud quarterback. So, Colin. Oh, that's the same thing, man. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's who Detroit has. That's four of those third quarterbacks are in the AFC West. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really hoping that maybe, like, I used to cover the Columbus Blue Jackets, and, you know, they went from the West to the East, um, you know, pretty much for better ratings and to play more teams around them. Maybe I, I thought the Steelers could just transfer to the NFC North. I mean, Green Bay would have been tough. But, you know, some of the other teams, it could have gotten by, but it didn't work out that way. I, I mean, thank goodness Aaron Rodgers didn't go to another AFC team. But seriously, there's like seven guys. I know even Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is young, and he hasn't proved himself. But I think Jacksonville picked up like three receiving options today that are pretty good. So, I mean, this could be uh, upbeat for Jacksonville. So, again, and, you know, Mason Rudolph gets a bad rap. He's not great. I don't think he's terrible. But if you compare Mason Rudolph to, like Andrew said, the four AFC West quarterbacks, I mean, they're running laps. I mean, it's like if your newsroom had Chris Pugh and Bob Woodward. I mean, you know, I don't think Chris Pugh is terrible, but, you know, against Bob Woodward, you know, he's Pat Mahomes and I'm Mason Rudolph. You know, I mean, we're professionals, but there's a, you know, big gap in skill level. So, I don't know. I just give him without my own, Andrew. I'm the Mason Rudolph of journalism. How about that? <laughs> I had a couple, I had a couple decent years in college, and <laughs> just the pros just overwhelmed me. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> so. That might be better than being the Jared Goff of uh, uh, journalism. You know, so. Hey, you know, Jared Goff's going to a Super Bowl, bro. Yes. That's true. That's true. That's true. And, and, and then his coach said, Please let me trade you so I can get to win the Super Bowl, not just get to the Super Bowl. He was the reason they went to the Super Bowl. I just said he's been to one. You guys, I mean, I I appreciate you guys, appreciate your friendship and all. I just, I was weirded out because I literally did a double take the first time I talked to Andrew. And he said, I'm a Buccaneers fan, and at least the Buccaneers were a good team. And then I talked to Craig, and he's like, I'm a Lions fan. I'm like, whoa, I never. You know, Buccaneers, I know it's unusual, and you're right about the Andrew, but Lions fans, are, are there still Lions fans in Detroit? You know, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> Detroit's a tough team, so. I don't know. I've got a I've got good, a good friend, friend from college, college and he's, he's, uh, uh, he's actually, it's, it's funny, funny because, because he's from Western, Western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, uh, in the mountains, northeast of Pittsburgh. And he's a diehard Lions fan. Been a Lions fan his whole life. And, and uh, uh, I, I, you know, when, when I first got, got out of college, college I, um, um, we, worked we worked at the same radio station up in uh, Pennsylvania together. And, and uh, we, we made the, the trip, trip from, from uh, Du Bois, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania to uh, uh, then Pontiac, Pontiac, Michigan, Michigan 
when the, when the Lions, Lions were playing, were playing when the Silver Bowl. Yeah. Far got Barry Sanders and went to two or three Lions games. Uh, during, uh, during that, that time, time while uh, Sanders was still playing, playing for the Lions. Lions. Uh, 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 it was pretty, pretty cool. cool. But, yeah, but yeah, you know, you know, you, know, you talk you about talk Lions, Lions fans, fans, Buccaneers fans, fans. Um, you know, you know uh, what are some other Cardinals fans? Do you know any Cardinals fans? You know, I mean, Seahawks fans. I don't know any Seahawks fans. So, uh, you, know, you know, it's just, it's just one, one of those things. things these aren't, aren't the, uh, uh, you know, teams, teams like, the like the Lions and the, right. and the Bucks and, and um, you know, Cardinals, Cardinals I guess, Seahawks. Those, those are kind of ultra-regional teams, teams right. um, um, that don't necessarily, necessarily have, like, the national following. Yeah, and the Sooners have a national following. Bowers was looked on with a stink eye being a Sooners fan here in Ohio. Which, for a long time, was cool because the Browns stunk, and then... The Browns are okay now. I'm not sure what the Browns are going to be this year or not. Probably depends. Yeah, speaking of dodging a bullet, Andrew, over the weekend before Tom Brady announced his comeback, Browns were supposedly in talks with the Buccaneers for Baker Mayfield. How about that? You could have had Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, Andrew. Oh, he, he would have enjoyed the warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrew would have been very depressed. He'd been crying in his seat, Marion, going... I remember we had Tom Brady, and now we have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I, I think if they would have gone the Baker Mayfield route, that uh, Ryan Jensen and the rest of the offensive line probably would have Well, and I think it's funny, too. Um, you know, being here with Gannett, oh, my goodness, uh, Andrew. I, we haven't talked for us. So let, let me mention this to you real quick. The, I had to write so many Bengals stories because we were writing some of our Dot-inspired <laughs> stories that – and man, it was taking one for the team, you know, just really thinking, okay, I'm supporting my family. This is health insurance and everything, but ugh, that was rough. But but it's funny just seeing all the talk online on Twitter because, okay, Ryan Jensen, okay, Tom Brady's retired, so Ryan Jensen's definitely going to the Steelers yeah. or the Bengals because the Bengals have a bad offensive line, too. And it's funny where it's like, okay, it's great to hope these guys come, but. There's 20 other teams in the NFL, and they all need linemen. And, you know, uh, you know, the Steelers and Bengals both have things going for them, but it's not like we're the only other teams in the NFL. I mean, you know, it's, maybe they would go to the Vikings or the Bills or something. You know, it, it's funny how sometimes, as Steelers fans, they automatically think, oh, they're going to get everybody. Like, they're going to get Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Russell Wilson and you know David Carr. You know, it's like no, it doesn't work out that way. So <laughs> we're greedy as sewer fans, but hey, we have Mitch Trubisky. So hey, how about that? Hey, hey buying my Super Bowl tickets now. There you there go. You go. Hey, I mean, he's like I said, they could have done a lot worse. I, I was hearing Tyrod Taylor as a possibility. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, uh, I mean. Ty- Tyrod's about the age of my grandpa. I mean, I'm like, I don't want a grandpa playing new quarterback for me. I mean, I don't know. It, it's tough. But, well, congratulations, though. You got yourself Tom Brady. Don't have to worry about Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbard. Or... You could have picked up the Red Rifle. I'm with that Andy Dalton. <laughs> hey, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, good Andy, Andy, bad Andy. Bad Andy. Yes, yes. I, I, I have a funny conversation, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, Andrew, 
Um, in addition to this, yeah, I got Brandon Klein on my mind. How about that, Andrew? Uh, but um, it, it was funny because um, I do a podcast for Behind the Steel Curtain Network, and uh, we did a live podcast with some Bears fans, and they were trying to tell me how wonderful Andy Dalton was. Was that you know when where Andy Dalton ended up last year? I'm like, no, he's not that wonderful. But oh well. Hey, we all love our teams. You know, we got supporting teams for Thick and Finn and. Hey, if Andy Dalton plays for your team, you're like, hey, great. Andy Dalton, it's wonderful. So, well, look, look at the look at the lineup of illustrious quarterback that uh, paraded through Tampa over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. Trent Dilfer. We had the throwing Samoan Jack Thompson back in the day. Yeah. My gosh. Actually, we had Steve Young for a couple years. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Steve Young was there. I heard all kinds of weird rumors, and apparently this isn't the case. But like Tom Brady was going to unretire so he can get traded somewhere, but it just didn't make sense. It was kind of like the, one of the weird rumors and everything. Yeah, yeah one, one of the one rumors, rumors was, was he was going to unretire and then, and then um, allegedly get, get traded to San Francisco, Francisco because that was yeah. his boyhood, you know, you know uh, team, uh, team and stuff, and stuff like, like that. that. I, I, there's there's, There's some, some backroom back bad blood between Brady and the 49ers, though, that goes back to uh, the year he was drafted. And I guess, I guess the 49ers had two chances to draft him in that draft and passed over him twice. I think it was like a 30 for 30 on Brady. Yeah, because there was one that was talking about like all the teams that passed him and all the goofy quarterbacks that went before him. And I think San Francisco picked like a Geo Mazi Cremozo or some or some luminary like that. And they actually interviewed uh, Steve Mariucci, who was a 49ers quarterback at the time. I mean, a quarterback, the coach at the time. And he was trying to justify why they thought the other guy was better. And like, but you, you know the thing yeah, about Brady. Yeah. And- well, well, Giovanni, Giovanni Mazzi, he's, he's now, now uh, a, soybean a soybean farmer, farmer or, something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. that so. Well, and I got to say, as a serious guy, I you know, I don't like Tom Brady, but props to him. I mean, he's winning Super Bowls at 44. I mean, I don't have to like him, but, you know, when he beat the Chiefs, Craig, it was, you know, hats off to him. So. Yeah. Well, there's that little um, uh, there San Francisco is always going to be in play because, you know, I think he has this dream of ending his career there. And I think if he wins a Super Bowl this year, he has no incentive to go to San Francisco. But if he's ousted in the playoffs again, or maybe they have a down year, he might look to the greener pastures and San Francisco has the kind of team you want to play with. San Francisco is kind of reminiscent of what Tampa was when Brady went there. They had good young defense. They had good skill players. He would fit right in with Evo Samuel in that running game and with that new defense they had. Kind of reminds you of when he went to Tampa, the kind of talent they had 
in the cheat talent they have where he could fit right in and help him win. Yeah. I mean, the only concern I have with that, and I don't want to offend old um, Andrew there, but, you know, what do you do? I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you, as much as I like Big Ben, he probably stuck around two years more than he should have. You know, he had that year-long injury that he never really fully, fully came back from. I mean, he, he still was all right for the last two years, but when did he hit that cliff? You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, no, he had a good year, but, but that cliff is coming sometime. I mean, I'm not saying it's coming this year, but I mean, you know, Craig's talking about like, Brady's gonna play with his 80, you know, like he's, he's got 10 more teams in him, and you know, he'll play for the Browns and Steelers and everything. I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to, to get two or three more years at least. Well, I mean, as, as long as he doesn't hit that cliff, I mean, I guess that's. If, 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 he's if he's still, still putting, putting up productive, productive seasons, seasons, yeah, right. Why, why not? not? Even, if Even if it starts, starts to, to you know, progress a little, a little bit, bit, you could maybe mask it a little bit with a better team running. Because you know he's not going to be like, I want Aaron Rodgers' stupid money. He's going to fit himself within the cap and help allow that team to build around him. Just don't end up like Big Ben where you're throwing slants the last two years of your season. <laughs> Nothing but five-yard outs. And, you know, he rarely threw the ball down the field. Hey, I love Big Ben, but it was it, it was kind of painful near the end. But I keep reminding myself, yay, we have Mitch Trubisky now. So, hey, how about that? So. Well, it could, could be worse. worse. Could be Mason Rudolph. Eh, I don't know. I think Trubisky is a... Yeah, but I keep feeling do they really ever give Rudolph a chance? I he mean, the Lions Lions this year. yeah, but you know, that I'm wondering if that was more just horrifying coaching because you know, the Steelers tied the Lions and it was a rainstorm, and he had a good young running back in Najee Harris, and they Threw the ball 500 times, which I'm like, you can't do in a rainstorm. It just didn't make sense. So. I get it. I don't know. Well, Andrew, anything else you want to share? Any? Um, how, how can we follow you? Um, you know, it's marionstar.com. Um, yeah, marionstar.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AndrewACCarter. And, and um, um, I'm on I'm LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Yeah. So, so, just type in Andrew Carter. Yeah. yeah it won't be that hard to find him. Um, is your old place and my old place, or are they still looking for Edder? If, if there's any Edders listening out there. I'm sorry? I'm sorry? Is our old place of employment still looking for Edder? Should we plug that? Uh, I, I think they found, found somebody. somebody. So. Hey, there you go. <laughs> It's not me. They ain't come calling for me. So. I wasn't pursued in free agency. I wasn't the Ryan Jensen of free agency. <laughs> or so. It was good. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Come back anytime, man. It's great to connect you through this way. Um, and, yeah, thanks to everybody for checking out the Ohioan. Hey, on our podcast page, however you're consuming this podcast, there's a lot of fun ways of helping uh, support the show, if it's sharing or, you know, a lot of ways to support the show. And check out our sponsors, too. It's really great. 
Well, for Andrew and Craig, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the Highland. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.